Yo Chang, hang low, do a wobble to the flow. Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 it's the weekend. Your boy is back. Man, how many days in a row have I made NBA content? Like outside of the All-Star break being off so he couldn't do anything, your boy has just been grinding every single day out here for that weekend content. For all of you beautiful people out there, and look, 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 National Calendar Day. National Calendar Day, I'm talking to you right now. We need to get some better days out there. Can we get a National Fellas Day, a National Dalaruskis Day, so everybody feels maybe more inclusive? Because the best National Calendar Day that we've got in the last three years is arguably, or the last three days, sorry, the last three years would be brutal. Last three days is arguably National Spinach Day yesterday. Today's National Calendar Days are brutal. National Scribble Day, brutal. National Joe Day. Hey, 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 hey. I got a lot of Joes in my family. My middle name is Joseph. So look, 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 we're celebrating today. I'm going to take what I can get. I'm going to half celebrate National Joe Day and cheat with the National Joseph middle name. But if you're a Joe out there today, right? A Josephine, a Joanne, a Joseph, whatever you might be, a Joel. I don't care. Celebrate. Celebrate because we haven't been having anything. It's a nice weekend day to be doing it. Welcome, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, fellas, fellas, fellas. Nice slate. Nine game slate on a weekend. We usually get smaller slates. We usually get afternoon games, but it seems like they're trying to get a lot of games in for some cancellations due to COVID earlier on. So we're going to break it down here. The injury news, and there's a lot of it. This slate is going to be jumped up and down, flobble it around. Flipped on its motherfucking head. And why is that? Because it seems like a lot of guys who were out yesterday are now playing today on a back-to-back. And there's even more news that potentially is going to come out. So a lot of the value, if you will, a lot of the value is tied up. It is an if. And if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle, as Sal Sr. would say. It's, it's an if. It's an if right now, right? We need to see what happens with this news, and we will update the projections and the top $12 whiskey dozen that we're about to schmack you around with right now. We will update that as the news breaks throughout the day. Today, the slate starts at 8 p.m. today. It's the weekend, but I still plan to go live right around 5, 5.30 p.m. East Coast time, so be sure to check that out by hitting, you know, the subscribe, the big one here, right? Two, two seconds of your time. A lot of people find us on the weekends because a lot of other people be taking the weekends off, which no fingers point in there. I completely get it. I'll be taking some weekends off in the upcoming weeks for some trips into the mountains and over to the beach, so we're going to be having a good time. You need to sit back, relax, max, all cool. Enjoy your leisure time, right? You know, uh, start reading some books, start getting a good old time on the weekends. And we're going to be doing that as well, but we'll be live later today. So subscribe, notification bell, do those motherfucking things. Let's get into some of this news, right? Let's get into some of the news right now. Malik Beasley is going to be back. He's finally back and probable. They're expecting him to play today. For the Mavs today, it's Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic, as of right now, he stands in as doubtful yesterday, ended up missing the game. So we have to see what happens today with him. And the reason I put the Mavs and not just Luka is because I'll have a lot of interest in Christoph Porzingis if Luka misses again, of course, at 7,900, dropping 60-plus points yesterday, one of the best plays on the slate. But, 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 there's a big old booty. We have to see what happens first with Luka Doncic. And then something else affecting a pay-up player is Bradley Beal's questionable, so that affects, obviously, Russell Westbrook. If he's out, I like Westbrook a lot more, and I actually start to prioritize him. For the Milwaukee Bucks today, we are currently looking at P.J. Tucker and Bobby Portis both missed yesterday, so we're going to be putting them as questionable right now. Zach Levine questionable today. Nikola Vucevic making his debut there in Chicago as well. Sexton missed yesterday, questionable today. For the Clippers today, lots of news from the Clippers. We're currently having still no, still no out there. Pat Beverly and Serge Ibaka, and a questionable Marcus Morris and Kawhi Leonard. Lonzo has missed back-to-back games. He is questionable. I'm currently projecting him out. For the Knicks today, a lot of their guards, right? Reggie Bullock, Derek Rose, questionable today. Also questionable. And then for the Rockets to close it up, Kevin Porter Jr. missed the last game yesterday, and Daniel House is going to miss some games. So House is out today. Kevin Porter Jr. is officially questionable. If he is to miss, if Kevin Porter Jr. is to miss today, you'll probably see Sterling Brown pick up some more run. And there's a lot of players potentially playing for the first time. Evan Fournier over to the Boston Celtics. There's potentially some guys playing for the first time today and suiting up. So it's going to kind of knock a lot of other value and make things weird on some of these teams. So value as it stands right now, there's some out there, but it's kind of hard to come by for a nine-game slate until we get some more of this news because new guys are being injected into teams that kind of crush some of the value. So we can start off 
off with our number 12 play of the day, and it's going to be Larry Nance Jr. And the thing that I like about Larry Nance Jr., even though the price point's coming up, and I get that, is, look, you might be saying, ah, Larry Nance Jr., he's getting too expensive now. He's almost 7K. I was just paying 5K for him like a week ago. Yeah, I get that, but there's a reason why. This is a $7,000 player. This is a player who's going out there, and more times than not, especially if Sexton is out, he's probably going to take around 10 shot attempts. He's probably going to flirt with a, a 10 rebound game, so double-double upside. He is a good assist big man as well. So what right now I'm getting for Larry Nance Jr., if you look at him on the season, he averages 0.85 fantasy points per minute. That's obviously wrong because he played next to Andre Drummond, who just got bought out by the Cavs and is now a free agent. He played next to him for a very large amount of the season. But Larry Nance Jr. is averaging 33 minutes a game. I'm going to have Larry Nance Jr. today for about 34 minutes of play, and I'm going to personally project him for what we've been seeing since Andre Drummond has been not with this team and Larry Nance has been playing. You've been seeing fantasy point per minute production. This is a guy who pretty consistently will average a fantasy point per minute, if not more for you. So if that's going to be the case, and now my projections for Larry Nance start to approach the mid-30s, right? The rebounding rate has been coming up the more and more he doesn't play on the year with Andre Drummond out there. It's looking pretty good. A 107.25 team implied total. Not the greatest. Not the greatest of pace environments either. Slower pace game. It only gets better if Sexton was to miss here. Now, number 11 is an interesting case study who I got a lot of questions about yesterday. Sal, where's Robert Williams in your interest? And he was in a player pool for me, but why is he not a priority for you? Look, Robert Williams is a player that Daniel Tice was starting next to him at the four. Daniel Tice was not keeping, who is now traded. Tristan Thompson's still out. Daniel Tice was not keeping Robert Williams from playing more minutes. That, that wasn't the case. If anybody's telling you Daniel Tice was directly keeping Robert Williams from playing more minutes, that wasn't the case at all. I mean, in some of those games, they were playing next to each other a lot of the time. Robert Williams was keeping himself from playing more minutes. Defensive liability, potentially, just endurance and gas tank, and just kind of the way that they matched up, right? If it was a smaller ball uh, type of lineup that they were closing out with, Daniel Tice goes to the five, things like that. It's just naturally going to take Robert Williams off the court, no matter who's playing next to him. So you got to see Grant Williams play 30 plus minutes in that last game. Taco Fall ended up coming out as well. But Robert Williams played 27 minutes, which was encouraging. Now, the price point 6,600. And I don't know if he's going to stay as a top 12 player once we get more news. He's obviously towards the bottom of the list, the number 11 play. So he'll probably drop off there. But the things that I wanted to touch on were just in that last game, you saw five blocks and two rebounds. This is a great blocks player. He's probably going to go out there and get you three blocks like a Mitchell Robinson, right? But seven overall blocks and steals, 14 fantasy points alone from blocks and steals is not going to hold up. The guy scores 40 fantasy points and 14 of those, right? Without any of those, he scores 26. Obviously his game is tailored around those, but the minutes were the encouraging thing. I had him projected for 25. He goes out there and plays 27. The concern today would be that OKC, like yes, Moses Brown is out there. Yes, Al Horford is out there, but how big do they end up closing that game out will be interesting to see. But it's nice to see that we know Robert Williams has a ceiling, a 1.31 fantasy point per minute producer this year. He's in a good game total here or team total 114.5 and the minutes were 27 yesterday. If I can project him comfortably for 26 to 28, once we can start to get to that point, I'm not going to be at 30 right now. But once we can start to get to that point, he's going to look really good and probably be a $7,000 player. Our number 10 play on the slate is going to be DeJounte Murray today, who's at $7,200. I believe it's a buy low spot for DeJounte, who plays the most minutes on the Spurs so far this season. We can just take a look at his rates right now. Not shooting well this year, 48%. That's kind of his game though, right? Uh, people comped him to Russell Westbrook when he was coming out. A very electric player, can be a two-way player, can get a lot of rebounds for you. But when it comes to just shooting, not the greatest overall shooter. And you can see that. You can see he's having the 21% defensive rebounding rate. He's having the 24% assist percentage and the 23% usage rate. All those things are great. 1.11 fantasy points a minute. I don't think you're getting a bottom floor price point. This is add more funds, by the way, the stat sheet that we're looking at right now. These are free on-off tools. You can check them out in the description. I don't think we're getting the exact bottom point, but I think we're getting close to a buy low spot, not a bottom price. I think a bottom price on DeJounte Murray is if he continues to drop in price, even though he's playing similar minutes and just not having these spike games here and there as consistent, I think you can get him at 6,800, but I don't see him going much lower than that. So I think we're approaching this buy low spot at $7,200, which hey, 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 I love a buy one, get one free. I like a nice little cheap spot that you can get a nice little sale on something. This shirt right here. I mean, I think I got this shirt like seven, eight bucks somewhere. I think I got a, like a Burlington Gold Factory. And this thing's a motherfucking flamethrower. So you love to see it. $7,200 DeJounte Murray, not a priority play, but number 10, he's starting to approach one of those better plays in the slate. 
slate as of right now. Inside the top 10 we go. I'll let you know about the sponsor of the program. A lot of you already know about the sponsor of the program. You see the logo right now if you're watching on YouTube. But Superdraft. Superdraft is sponsoring this program, and they're going to do a lot of good things for our community. This is their contest selection today. Uh, they have MMA contests as well with a couple, four or $5,000 to first. This is their NBA tournaments. We can kind of jump into their, their main one with $3,000 Ruskies to first. $15,000 Ruskies in the prize pool today. You can see that they're going to be going a little bit smaller on a slate starting at 830, so a six-game slate. So you have some time afterwards to get in there. Here's your benefits right your first benefit use the code sal link in the description they'll give you 25 bucks if you put in 25 dollars or more smack you with some free dollar ruskies right there who how do you like that how do you like that feels good on a saturday doesn't it free dollar ruskies you ain't got to work for them things so there's that it's a multiplier format so depending on a player's multiplier luka Dantich has a 1x multiplier if he scores 50 today multiplied by one he only gets 50 but 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 big old booty darren fox it's a 1.3x multiplier so if he scores 50 you multiply it by 1.3x or 30 percent bonus points and that's where it starts to become in play we go in more in depth on this in the live stream later we have projections and player pools for super draft link down below as well you can check out and the other main factor two things here number one the contests still don't fill if this contest especially with mma going on tonight other people going into that area in that sphere to put money into it this contest might fill at 75 80 percent meaning that if only 75 percent of it fills that other 25 percent all those lineups just take zeros so you literally beat 25 percent of the prize pool like on average on this site right now until it starts filling just by entering a lineup you can't do that on DraftKings. you just beat 20 percent, 25 percent at worst 15 percent of the prize pool literally just by entering a lineup right you automatically just beat that many people you'll never be able to do that in DraftKings because their liquidity their contests fill at a major rate take advantage of it while it lasts because people are going to either eventually start filling on super draft right or they're going to get to the point where nobody's filling on it and they're gonna have to start to slower and smaller their contest so that they manually can make them fill so be sure to check it out also if you sign up with my promo code sal once a month they'll be giving away some trip experiences through caesar rewards to a couple of people in our community in our discord so be sure to check that out it'll be a lot of fun and a lot of upside to receive a text that says hey you just got a thousand a hundred thousand caesar rewards points aka you can fly anywhere you want for the next week or weekend uh shout out to you thanks for playing under sal vetri so there you go promo code sal sal lets them know that you came from me the number nine play in the slate is going to be Jonas valentunas and oh boy Jonas valentunas are going to get the rematch here they played last time out they went up against utah and Jonas valentunas has been a force and the price point is not coming up i mean 7400 for Jonas valentunas is comical 7700 should be the cheapest price point in my opinion it should be around eight thousand dollars and then i would be like okay i don't really want to get there too much the ceiling on Jonas valentunas is always in play and now you can buy that ceiling at a low price point of 7400 listen to this guy's rebounding numbers over the last couple of games Jonas Valanciunas has solved it he solved the way to stay out of foul trouble yes he's picking up three and four fouls in some of these games but in the past it was Jonas Valanciunas playing 20 to 24 minutes because the guy would pick up three four five personal fouls right away he's found the way to keep that lower he's found the way to not get hit with two personal fouls right away early on in the first quarter you've been getting Jonas Valanciunas 18 15 19 15 16 12 17 14 these are the rebounds 11 20 right that's just dating back over the last two to two and a half weeks a double double basically in every single one of those games except one you're getting a pretty consistent 28 minutes out of Jonas Valanciunas the upside to play 34 like he did a couple games back when he went up against Boston. The upside now for Jonas Valanciunas is that games like Boston and some of these smaller teams, potentially like an OKC or even a Houston when there's no Christian Wood out there, they can close with a small ball lineup, right? So then Jonas Valanciunas is just forced off the court. You're not going to keep him in there when there's a bunch of shooting guards out there and small forwards. But with Utah, you know Utah's keeping Rudy Gobert out there. Rudy Gobert's going to stay out there like you saw yesterday, and that allowed Jonas Valanciunas to play 28 minutes, having 18 rebounds in that game, scoring 46 fantasy points. So I'm projecting Jonas Valanciunas for 28 minutes today. I'm projecting Jonas Valanciunas for right now basically a season average of 1.3 fantasy points per minute 28 minutes today and if I give him that he's going to start to project out for me based on just the 110 team total based on the pace spot being 105.8 possessions per game today he'll start to project out for me for like 38 to 39 fantasy points and that looks really good at this price point and clearly has a ceiling above that next up the number eight play on the team is going to be his teammate John Moran John Moran's at a buy low spot as well it's pretty interesting to see that John Moran is, is still this cheap as well point guard only eligible we'd like to see the shooting guard upside there but at 7200 same price point as DeJounte Murray I slightly do prefer right now John Morant. I think John Morant has a 
clearer path to bigger minutes. You saw 37 in that last game. You see him taking a lot of shots, 21, 14, 25, 20 over the last couple of games. And you're seeing the upside out of him, right? I mean, these big games you're seeing out of him lately are a direct result of just the minutes coming up. He's always had a good assist percentage. John Moran right here, third most minutes on the team so far this year. That's what this is factored by. 1.15 fantasy points per minute, a 34% assist percentage. The assist percentage has always been good. But when you're playing 34, 35 minutes instead of 28 to 30 minutes, yeah, you get to pick up an extra two or three assists that allows you to get to the double-double like he did last time out against Utah. And this starts to look really good. A 29% usage rate leads this team. His assist percentage also leads this team. So this is looking very good for John Moran, who in my opinion, the way he projects out today is going to project out as like a $7,600 player that he gets to get at $7,200 with a clear and obvious ceiling if this game stays close and he can get into that 35-minute range like he did last time out. The number seven plan today is going to be Carl Anthony Towns. Also worth noting that Malik Beasley is returning today, like I said earlier. So Carl Anthony Towns does not have as unproductive a player as players out there, but that's going to help rookie, hurt rookie Rubio, hurt Anthony Edwards. I don't have any interest in them if Beasley's going to return, a fantasy point per minute producer, and those guys are at kind of top level price points right now. But if you want to look at Carl Anthony Towns today, gets a matchup against Houston, a matchup against Christian Wood, and then nobody else out there that's big, Justin Patton, LOL, if he even plays any minutes, LOL at that. But yeah, I mean, the matchup today is going to be good. You're going to be getting solid minutes, 35, 34, 38, 36, 36, 35 over the last five or six games. So if I give Towns 35 minutes today, he's now based on the way that he's been playing, has his fantasy point per minute production over 1.4 fantasy points per minute the way that he's been playing over the last two weeks about the last basically since the restart of the NBA all-star break you're seeing Towns average around 1.5 fantasy point per minutes and if that's the case he should be like a $10,500 player the matchup against Houston looks very good he has a 116.25 team implied total and over over an above average pace spot here 104.7 the NBA averages around 102.5 pace just means possessions per team per game so the double double upside is there the big thing is that maybe this takes away a little bit with Malik Beasley back I don't think in a major way you've been seeing it these last couple of games he's basically had eight eight, seven, eight, eight, six assists per game over these last couple of games. Well, not per game, but those are the assist numbers totals that he's been having last year and the years before that town just being this 50 point guy, no matter what, every single time out. And then you're hoping does he just score 55, 65 or 70 after that was because he was able to have a nice assist percentage. That's been coming up the last couple of games with the minutes stabilizing around 35. Very good to see. The number six plan this slate is going to be somebody you saw yesterday and he worked out for us, right? He worked out for us. People are like, you really want to play Eric Bledsoe? I said, yeah, if Lonzo balls out, I want to play Eric Bledsoe because he's dirt cheap. He's shooting guard eligible and he's going to continue to play big minutes, 30 plus minutes. And he's going to continue to not shoot 12% and 30% like he did. You know what happens? He shoots 45%, finally shoots decent yesterday, and he scores 39 fantasy points as his assist percentage picked up. He now has a 21% assist percentage with Lonzo Ball off the court, a 0.86 fantasy points per minute metric. The minutes are now up. So if I take Lonzo and JJ Redick off the court, you start to see some of these guys start to spike up. You get Eric Bledsoe right here. If I highlight him, he shoots 49% of the season when that happens. So yes, the 12% and the 30% that he had been shooting over the last week or week and a half, that reduced his price point from like 5,500 to 4,400. And also that price hasn't changed since yesterday yesterday, obviously an outlier. If he can just shoot 45% again, based on the double digit shot attempts and the dozen shot attempts he's going to get is nice. Based on the fact that he starts to see around a 20 plus percent usage rate on the entire season, he starts to see a 20% usage rate in this scenario as well. Bledsoe yet again, looks good. The price point hasn't changed. It's not just that he scored 39 points yesterday and like nine X where, you know, I mean, Bledsoe at 4,400, he's a great play because of the fact that he can just score 25 points and it's okay for you. That's all you need out of him. All you need for him is to have 10 shot attempts and shoot 40%. Make four of those. You know, you're going to fall your way into four rebounds. You know, you're going to fall your way into five or six assists. So Bledsoe yet again, looks good with a nice team total of 113.5 against Dallas today. Our number five play in the slate is John Wall. This is what you have to keep in mind about John Wall. Yes, the price point is coming up, but Victor Oladipo is off this team. Kevin Porter missed the last game, a good producer. If he returns today, maybe it takes a nick at just how easy the accessibility to get to a big game of floor and ceiling it is for John Wall. But this is a $9,000 player. I mean, John Wall is a $9,000 player who's going to average closer to 1.3 fantasy points a minute when there is no Victor Oladipo on the court. I know Christian Wood is back. That's fine. They kind of play 
off of each other nicely from an assist standpoint. Increase the chances of John Wall assist percentage actually producing into actually his uh, assist uh, opportunities per game producing into actual assists. He shot 24% last time out, right? So John Wall shoots 24% last time out and he still drops 47 fantasy points on DraftKings. Why? Because he's going to start to average 1.3 fantasy points per minute because he's going to start to average a elite assist percentage of close to 40% with all the depot off the court because there's nobody else on this team. There's no Eric Gordon out there. There's nobody else on this team that's going to average a decent assist percentage. Sure, Kevin Porter when he comes back, but John Wall at $8,400 is still too cheap in my opinion. The number four play on the slate is Avicii Zubak, and I just want to let you know about the beautiful community that we are building over on Patreon. You can check it out down below. We have projections, ranks, top plays overall, player pools for DraftKings and SuperDraft, some other sports as well with some ownership for PGA and tools, MMA, NFL, of course, when that comes back. But we also have a lineup optimizer now, the Big Energy Lineup Optimizer. We show it on the live streams. We play around with it a little. It's a very powerful tool to make help you make more efficient and better lineups just in general. It saves you time. It's also at industry low prices just to bundle the quality that you're getting. And we have a Discord, which is very underrated. So I've been trying to talk about it a little bit more. We got about, I think, like close to 400 people now in the Discord. Hopefully we can have all the patrons get up in there. Sometimes it takes some people to realize that there is a Discord. But yeah, it's a nice community that's brewing in there. Lots of strategy talk going on. And if you're watching right now and you have the means and you've been thinking about it, here's your nudge. Sign up for Patreon. It's linked down below. Lots of benefits, lots of upside for you personally in there, not just from a lineup strategy standpoint and building your lineups and tools and projections and now seeing everything. You're not just looking straight ahead. You're seeing everything around you from a DFS lens. You also get that community aspect of it too, which honestly, I mean, you can look at studies and things like that, how much more joy you have in your days just from a community aspect around things that you enjoy, whether it's your family, whether it's your close friends, things that you guys can relate on, having that community aspect to just ask a question or just bullshit in there about DFS strategy and things like that. So you can check it out down below. The number four play on the day is indeed Avicii Zubak. Look, if Kawhi Leonard's in or out, either way, I like Zubak. If he's out, obviously I like him a little bit more, but Zubak's minutes are the thing that is nice here. Serge Ibaka is out, so that means I like Zubak. And yes, Zubak's price point's coming up, but we haven't even seen really the ceiling out of Zubak. We've been seeing nice minutes games, right? Like last time out, he shoots 27% as a center. That's clearly going to change, right? Shooting three of 11, clearly going to change. And he still scores 36.75 fantasy points in that game. Now he gets five blocks in the game, and that's going to be a little bit of an outlier to balance it out. But Zubak's ceiling surely hasn't come through yet. Last game out, he gets five personal fouls. It turns into a little bit of a blowout. He only plays 29 minutes. He would have been on pace to play about 34 minutes in that game. 32 minutes in a couple games before that, a couple more blowouts. I'm going to give Zubak in this game about 32 minutes of play. He's been averaging about a fantasy point per minute this year, but this is historically like a 1.1 fantasy point per minute producer. And if you get no Kawhi Leonard out there, it's going to show through for a 40 point game sometime very soon. $5,900 is a lot. The 1.6X multiplier, 1.65X on Superdraft is very appealing. There's no Joel Embiid on the other side. So Dwight Howard, you're going to be going up against on the opposite side and Vincent Poirier. I'm fine with that for Vicha Zubak today. Still no surge, still big minutes. And the fantasy point per minute production is actually rising over these last couple of games. Zubak, our number four play on the slate. Top three, top three in ES3 is Al Horford. There's still no SGA. He's going to miss a lot of time today. And it's kind of just a big shrug emoji. A lot of this team is appropriately priced. Like Lou Dort, maybe is slightly underpriced, right? Isaiah Roby, Moses Brown, maybe they're slightly underpriced or right at appropriate price. Al Horford is the guy that I think is the most underpriced and he ends up being the most expensive player in the Thunder all at the same time. Look, you're getting right now Al Horford. I'm going to give him probably about 31, 32 minutes in this game. He matches up nicely against Boston, in my opinion, former team. If you're somebody who believes in revenge narratives, I don't know if there's much revenge here, but you know, there's something for you. Grisha ties a little bit. Make you go to Twitter and be like, the revenge narrative for Al Horford. How about that one? But 1.3 fantasy points per minute is a massive number with no Diallo, who's now on a different team, and no SGA, who's now hurt on the court for the Thunder this year. That's massive. I thought Al Horford would have been traded by now. He has not been, but the Thunder are just racking up first round picks. It's pretty impressive and second round picks. 1.3 fantasy points per minute is a result of a 29% assist percentage and 23% usage rate for Al Horford. Those are fantastic numbers for a nice spot now. Slower pace game, lower team total, but a nice spot now for just a $6,300 player. He's only center eligible, which is tough because we've talked about a lot of centers like Zubak, like Towns, um, like Jonas Valanciunas, Robert Williams. There's a lot of centers on the slate. The one thing also about Larry Nance we talked about at the beginning, he's small forward eligible, which is nice to see that dual eligibility. Horford is not, but this price point is still nice. I slightly
slightly prefer Horford to Zubak as of right now, but as you can see, they're both very close for me. The number two play on the slate, here's a payup option for you. Look, there's some payup options in doubt today, right? We have um, uh, Bradley Beal questionable. We have Luka Dantich missed yesterday, right? We already have guys like Joel Embiid because he's just injured on the season so far. He's already ruled out so far. We have Julius Randle, probable, but also dealing with some injuries on his own, right? We have Nikola Vucevic changing teams, and how's that going to affect if Zach Levine, who's also questionable, plays today, right? So, so many payup options are in doubt. The one guy who looks to be fine is Giannis. And if people want to look at the last two games of Giannis and think that now Giannis Antetokounmpo is a guy who's going to score 13 and 16 real life points in these games and only shoot 11 and 12 times, just big LOL at you. Boston had a pretty nice way of defending him. Boston played pretty pretty good against them. Boston, even playing pretty good against them, ended up only winning one of those games. Giannis Antetokounmpo is not only going to take 11 and 12 shots. And now we get to match up against the Knicks where it's going to be a much easier opponent, if you will. Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to get back up to taking 20 shots a game. Is going to be very good for Giannis Antetokounmpo. And if for whatever reason, it lowers his ownership. If for whatever reason, Giannis is lower on. Like yesterday, Giannis, uh, we preferred Harden, Jokic, and then Giannis in that order because Giannis was just the highest owned and they all looked pretty good to me, right? So I ended up going with Giannis last there. So we naturally just got away from Giannis uh, in, in his bad performance. Today, though, I'll be going right towards it at 10800 for a guy who's averaging 58 fantasy points on the year and his price probably $1,000 too cheap. Our number one play in the day is assuming that Lonzo Ball is out, which I do believe that he will be. I'm currently projecting him out. And that is Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who looked great for us yesterday, whose price point is now up to $5,300, but it's still not more, it's still not expensive enough for a shooting guard eligible player as well point guard shooting guard eligible drops 36 points yesterday in 39 minutes of play and this is in a game where he probably has a bad game only has five rebounds and five assists for a guy so far this year who's a 15 percent rebounding rate was an 18 percent assist percentage with Lonzo off the court and a 23 percent usage rate he averages 1.01 fantasy points a minute with Lonzo ball off the court and also if you want to take uh, JJ Redick off the court some things can change here so with JJ Redick and Lonzo off the court Nikhil Alexander Walker plays the most minutes on the team shoots a decent 52.6 percent you get the assist percentage above 15 percent at 16 percent exactly and the defensive rebounding rate is at 15 percent you get steals and blocks out of him alexander walker is currently the best play in the slate now i say currently because there's a lot of injury news that we have to kind of hash through as the day goes on but that is where we currently reside as of right now alexander walker number one play in the slate this is the dollar whiskey dozen it will be updated throughout the day for any news it'll be updated and we can talk about it later on in the live stream tonight we'll call it uh, later today around 5 p.m east coast time so be sure before you go hey you watch this whole thing hit the like hit the subscribe button that notification bell will let you know when we're going live might do an mma stream also during the afternoon we also have an mma video out for today's massive UFC 260 event. So be sure to check all that out. And hey, if you're still here right now, check out Superdraft. There's a lot of benefits of it. The sponsor of the program is Superdraft. A ton of upside in here. You can see some of the, the options. Multiplier format. We have projections and player pools to help you out down below, but it's a ton of upside to this. You put $25 or more in, bang, you get smacked to 25 bucks right away to double your bankroll if you're putting in 25. Lots of upside there, but also contests aren't filling. And it's so cool to have that potential experience of being like, hey, I signed up through Sal's Code and I was one of those five or 10 people picked this month because I was playing on Superdraft to get some travel rewards to go and take a weekend trip out of nowhere. Think about doing that for yourself. Think about going over to your significant other or a family member or friend and be like, hey, yo, I played on some DFS site and they gave me a trip, a weekend trip to fucking wherever, Miami, wherever you want to go, right? They gave me a week long trip uh, here. A pretty fucking cool uh, idea that Superdraft has to increase the experience for people. So again, that code Sal, S-A-L, lets them know that you came from me. All this stuff is linked down below, the Patreon, the tools, all that type of stuff. But for now, I'll see you all later on. I hope you've had a beautiful start to your weekend and continue to have a beautiful day today. Enjoy yourself. Do something nice for yourself. All you Joes out there, happy National Joe Day. Salvatore Joseph Vetri, my myself right here. I'm going to pull one out for my middle name today. I hope you do the same. Peace out, gang. Have a good day.